Welcome to Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Ben Slinger, and with me, as always, is Trevor Scott. Hello. Hello, Trevor. Hello. How are you feeling after the game jam? Yeah, I was about to say, we're back from the game jam. Uh, we've had a little bit of downtime from each other <laughs> after spending the whole weekend together working on a game. No, it was good. Uh, and we won't go too much into it because we're going to do a post-mortem episode, short little thing on that uh, soon. Uh, we'll probably yeah. release it this this week. Well, well, we'll release it in the, the coming- Future. Time, in the coming future, in the coming week or so. Uh, but today we're going to jump into some click pitch mm. as usual. Trevor, what's Click Pitch? Click Pitch what is, is a game thing? where we each have a random word generator in front of us, and on the counter, three, two, one, click. We're going to click refresh, get a word, throw it at each other, come up with a game idea based on that, around those words, whatever inspires us. Mm. And then when we stop being inspired, we throw those words away, we click refresh again, and we start it all over again. Yeah. Just word after word, week after week. Year it's, after year. I don't know why we didn't call it <laughs> word salad. Like, I mean, that's really what you're eating. Uh, yeah. It's like a, a a game, a word game salad. Like word games. It's all word games. Yeah. From now on, we're just word games. Um, and this is the mayo. So, going back off my salad, or it's the, it's the dressing. The What, your word is mayo? No. <laughs> well, speaking of speaking of uh, word games, my word is writer. Okay, my word is house. Oh, writer house or house writer or the house writer. This strikes me very much as like a Stephen King ish or like an Alan Wake esque sort of you know the 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 horror writer or whatever or maybe not a horror yep. writer but like. The writer cooped up in the house, mm. uh, trying to write their next novel and, you know- Trying to get whatever inspiration. Whatever comes from that, yeah. Because I, I, I'm picturing this this character, like, literally bored out of his brain. He can't get the inspiration. He's got writer's mm. block. And it's just do something around the house and then go back and sit down for a little bit. Maybe, then- maybe they're like a, a fantasy writer and- you start seeing when they're inspired, their everyday life starts teeming with like fantasy, like the fantasy world of his of their mind starts creeping into the game. Yeah, yep. I like that. And, I like mm, that. Mm. So effectively, I think it starts off with like. Vivid dreams that, you know, occur within the house and that sort of stuff. But then those dreams start bleeding into reality and, Mm. like, especially when, you know, they're they're sort of going through and talking about this is, you know, the story and you hear something about the story and then he goes off to do something and get a drink or something and- yeah, and well, as he I wonder opens the, if, co- the cupboard like opens into a new world. Well, that's that's almost what I was thinking. I wonder if it's as if the writer is ends up traveling to this world, but it's kind of this metaphor for them finding the inspiration or whatever. But then you you travel back and forth between this world as the as the game. 
yep. and have different things kind of going on in each. Like, I feel like you, we should try to have some stuff in the real world as well. Like, there's some drama going on there. Their editor's calling them. You know, there's maybe people in the town. Like, if you go the tropey way, it's like, oh, the writer moved to the sleepy old town because they won't have any distractions to write or whatever. But, you know, yep. inevitably gets wrapped up in the town's problems. Yeah. And it's something that only it's only something that only a writer can do. And it's like the newspaper's falling into disrepair. Can you can you come and write an article <laughs> or so for us? <laughs> can you co- copy read this article and make some <laughs> make some notes? <laughs> well, Laura, I feel like you could do some really good metaphorical stuff. Where like in the fantasy world, they're a hero and solving a problem that is a direct mirror of something that's happening in the real world that they can't solve. Mm-hmm. But then it, like, gives them the inspiration to use their real-world skills to solve the problem there or something. You know, maybe it's- I don't want to go too- I feel like this is more of an upbeat than, than like, a horror writer sort of thing. Like yeah, the I fantasy think this is- stuff, but, I like fantasy. Yep. Yeah. But I'm just trying to think of what could be happening in the real world- where you need to essentially, like, fight off a dragon or whatever, but it's the real-world version of it. Like, Okay. So, your character is George R.R. Oh. R. Martin, <laughs> and you're trying to write- No, no, no. The I don't think of we winter. should- <laughs> And- I think we can use that as inspiration. I think maybe they are, like- They've written, you know- however many books in the series and yep. it's been this long and everyone's waiting. Like there's all this pressure. Yep. I think that's a good thing. No, maybe it's, maybe it's something like. Okay. So the, it's J.R.R. Big- R. R. Tolkien. <laughs> it's J.R.R. Martin. <laughs> it's definitely, it's, it's just like, it's B.R.R. You know, Samwise. That's that's weird. <laughs> Paul. Um, it's definitely something R-R something. <laughs> Just to really go along that that, that route. Um, but no, so I'm wondering if it's something like- R-R Garten. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> like in, in the fantasy world, the big- bad is like a minotaur or something or like you know the this minotaur that rules the rules the land or something and in the real world it's like minotaur co is coming to take over the town like as a ca- you know the, yep. the capitalist corporation coming and so yeah by writing n- newspaper articles they you know in the end create a protest that stops them from the council from letting them come and what or something like that like that's the yep. you know the the uh, the relation there, the metaphor between the two worlds. Yeah, I like that. I like yeah. that a lot. So I think in the in the fantasy world, it's like pure RPGish combat and stuff, like hack and slash. Yep, I can I can see this as sort of like a top downy Stardew Valley sort mm. of yeah you sort could of do game it that rather way for sure. rather than the full three D thing. I think mm. the top down just it kind of. Feels good for a hack and slash, you know, like- Well, a honestly, this- Yeah. Honestly, this could play out in similar ways to something like Stardew Valley, where you go and do the combat sections. And I'm not talking about necessarily with the with the gardening and everything, but, like, 
the town stuff where you're you've got relationships and you're creating you know you're finding out more about what's going on there i guess the problem that if we do it to stardew valley the pro- the the thing in that game was a big company coming to take over too yeah <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it's skewing too close to that yeah but i think i think if you if you go to the point where like you leave your home one day and you're in this like fantasy village sort of thing and the big minotaurs in town and all this sort of stuff. And it's, it's an allegory to the minotaur that was coming, you know, like the Amazon yeah. style. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Costco or whatever, you know, that's it, kind of fun that it's, um, you know, just allegories to that. And yeah, it yeah, is like just, it. you fight, you have to fight a giant Amazon warrior <laughs> in the fantasy <laughs> world. And then it's just Amazon. <laughs> 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 a little bald goblin on its, oh. on its uh, shoulder <laughs> called uh, Bezos. <laughs> Hello, I'm Bezos. <laughs> My Amazon will crush you. <laughs> All right, three, two, one, click. Direction. Tingling. Tingling. Hmm. Ooh, is this a Spider-Man style game where, you know, you you get sort of like a, a Spidey sense? Yeah, but, but it's thinking, less specific. It's more about like, you I know, thinking this is things uh, in this certain is- directions, and you know, I, I'm sort of taking the idea of you you're a little bit not psychic as so, like, um, but you, you know what I'm you know what I'm sort of. Yeah, I, I feel like this is a good candidate for a custom peripheral. Okay. Where you wear something maybe like as a sort of headband or a belt or something, and it will yep. hook into the game and, and tingle, whether it's a mm-hmm. rumble or a, you know, small electric shock or something. Yep. So, Ben's custom peripherals. There is a song. Just go back. Ben's uh, custom Ben's peripherals. Cu- there you go. You did it for me. It used to be Trevor's custom peripherals, but I haven't done that for a long time. Yeah, that's true. It's been a while since we've had a custom peripheral. Yeah. Um, is it like a dousing rod? Yeah. I th- well, I think it. Yeah, I think it's like a subtle guidance. Yeah, to water. It always <laughs> specifically water. Yeah. <laughs> why the fuck not? Why do you need? Okay. Why? So in this game, why do you need to find water? Um, Are you just a? You're you're a. Uh, what's the who uses a dousing rod? What are they called? A diviner. Yeah, you're divining water. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. No. Okay. In a desert, that's interesting. I feel like it's almost not a like it is a key part of the game in that sense, but it's not necessarily a key part of the gameplay. No. It's just a you know at all times if you are near if, to water, if you're close to water, and how close you are. Yeah. And well, so maybe the water itself then plays into the gameplay. Yeah. Ooh, uh, it's, I mean, le- it's not always visible. It's you have to rely on your water sense, your yes. divining. I mean, it's definitely visible during the white water rapid section, um, and it's going. Yeah, the if fuck you're epileptic, you like- shouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> you shouldn't play that one if you've got any sort of 
<laughs> it's it's making me just like shocking you the whole time. <laughs> it's like a shock collar. <laughs> yeah, it's like you oh, have shit. to. That challenge is and, that and you, you have to you play it, it while your whole body is tensing up. Peripheral not detected. Please put peripheral oh, yeah. on. No, you have to play it. Well, and it's it's still vital because even though it is constantly going, it's still like the strength of it varies based on where you are in the river. You have to like <laughs> use it to to avoid obstacles. Exactly. Um, oh, I can tell that there's a rock coming up uh, on this line because I'm not getting as much tingle, so there mustn't be as much water in this direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in fact, the entire game is just, um, it's like a text adventure. Um, <laughs> it's like north <laughs> and it just changes. Oh, no, slightly further east. <laughs> so, all you can do is use- Use your senses to determine where you actually are. So, I think what we do actually is we use this headband. So, it is giving you these tingles, but at the same time, we're, we're, we're recording the electrical impulses that are coming from your brain as mm-hmm. you do the other things in the game. Yeah. And, and what the player doesn't realise- is that we're mapping those electrical responses for when they do things like fire their weapon or, like, pick something up and throw it so that later on we take their controls away from them, but actually they can use their mind to do those things. It's like when you have those things where it it does, you know, it, yeah. you can essentially play telepathically. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, I think we go all out on this custom peripheral. Yeah, yeah, and it is your it is your main way of determining things within the game, and that uh, it all happens yeah, well, that's to be water based. But yeah, and it's a bit of a bait. And I think, yeah, like can you imagine playing this game and you think it's like, oh, it's got this cool peripheral thing; it helps me detect water. And you get to the end game and you start being able to literally control the water in the game with your mind. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> you, you think left and it's going left and you think yeah. right and it's going right and then you think tidal wave and it's like just yeah. going up behind you it's basically repeating back to it the sensations it was giving you for like where the water is yeah. and it's mapping that to the <laughs> to the game yeah so that is something that's pretty insane <laughs> and I think we're going to click again <laughs> But actually, semi-feasible. Because <laughs> there are peripherals that let you do that. <laughs> I don't know whether we can afford it for mass con- consumer scale, but... Well, but we, yeah, we're not making it. Okay. Rhinoceros. Scale. Scale. S-C-A-L-E. Oh, Rhinoceros and scale. Um, okay. Is this like a hybrid... Rhinoceros snake. Ooh, that's that's kind that's of scary. cool, actually. Just like a snake with a like a rhinoceros head and horn on a snake. Ooh, I, I really like that. You know, it's kind of like um, a snake version version of a triceratops. Even you know, it's got mm. that. Yeah, that big old horn. Snake corn. Because <laughs> we know that rhinos are just unicorns. But they just oh, yeah. ate too much. Yeah. 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 
Well, they just were seen from a distance. That's yeah, all. Exactly. It was a rather lean one <laughs> that was seen. Oh, that that's just artistic license. <laughs> True unicorns are big, heavy beasties. Yeah. What does what does this snake corn um actually do? Okay. Do you play the snake corn? I think you do. I think you do, because I'm trying to think of what could be some really good uh, mechanics for a snake that can kind of wrap itself around things, but then also like then like coil itself up and and fl- fire forward, yeah. impaling things with it. Yeah, basically becoming a spear. Yeah, I definitely. I feel like you've just got a spring move. Yeah, it's kind of like snake pass, but with lots more blood. Yeah, and lots yeah. more death. Yes, there's yeah, something it's a about combination puzzle constrict and stab. Ooh, constrict and stab right down through the middle, and you and you have like a whole skewer. <laughs> Actually, I think you should definitely be able to skewer things and just have them sit on that horn there for a while. I th- I think the horn can grow. Like it can- Oh, Pinocchio-esque. Yeah, a Pinocchio-esque horn. Like, as in you can skewer it. And then- Yep. I think it's kind of like a shish kebab in that you can yeah. put it over flame, cook the body, take oh. it off, and then eat. Like- Right. Kind of rotisserie. Is, is the horn- <laughs> Does the horn actually- Is it more like a spike that comes from the mouth? Because I'm pitching- <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing it out of the center of the mouth, and then when it eats it, it just like extends its mouth over it and like scrapes it back off. <laughs> it's kind of like the whole um, like it's, it's like the alien you know, mouth in, inside its mouth, but it's, yeah, got, a, it's got another spike inside it. So, <laughs> well, I'm just thinking it's normal well, the spike mouth. Does that. Mouth. It can kind yeah. of pull it back in and use its mouth to just like eat the stuff that it's shish kebobbed. Is, I know. I think this- it's just got a long tongue, and it can just sort of grab it off the off the horn that's in its, yeah, maybe, on its forehead. Okay. I guess the. Horn I mean, is technically, a, a rhino is a bit more readable on its nose. So, yeah. Well, it's technically just a big long hair too, right? So it's just yeah. it's all keratin or whatever. Yeah, but in this case, it's it's extensible and extendable. <laughs> it's telescopic. Yeah, <laughs> it just collapses in on itself. <laughs> it's one of those, you know, those those shitty lightsaber toys that you throw yeah. out and it's like, yeah, it's yeah, like in that. Fact, you, in fact, you, to extend it, you have to, yeah, you, you have, have to, to like flick your sw- head, flick your head. <laughs> okay, so customer <laughs> peripheral. <laughs> no, I think it's just uh, no. You actually know. have to flick your head to to make it work. Well, it's just VR then. Just VR. <laughs> Get that accelerate accelerometer, you know, moving yeah. on the head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it could actually just be a- It could be a, a VR, like, uh, a 3D platformer sort of thing, like a Lucky's Tale kind of yep. aspect. And then you've got that movement. And then, yeah, one of the moves is you hold down a button and now you're controlling the head, basically, mm. with your with your um, VR controller. And then, yeah, you can do a flick. And it'll so, so, I can almost see this more- Definitely, definitely controller based because you you want to have that that sort of backwards and forwards movement to get the um to get the snake to move mm, forward. Mm, mm. Maybe one controller is like sort of the the general body, and the other controller is the head or something. Yeah, and you can you can you know press a button to sort of co- coil up behind and then get into that yeah, nice S- S- shape and then spring forward and 
you know, mm-hmm. shish kebab. Uh, you, you've got um, fine motor control of how long the um, how long the horn is. <laughs> it's like how far you pull the trigger down or something. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, you can, you know, you can instantly bring it in, bring it into Lance form by, you know, sort of um, flicking. Yeah. Yeah, that's always the flick. Yeah. Well, that's it. cool. I, I I actually would like to mess with those sorts of controls. Yeah. Actually, like that seems really cool. Yeah. M- more more direct VR, your hands are sort of, yeah, m- controlling a third person thing. Yeah. And, you know, I've played a few different th- third person games in VR and they work quite well. It's, oh, yeah. You've just got to- just- Get them working the right and, way, like yeah. But if you can look around and sort of see, okay, this character is yes, it's moving in front. I'd love to see you know Fortnite on it. Really, I think that. I be mean, good I, I, I basically want to see oh, when when someone's watching you play this game, it should look like you're conducting an orchestra. Mm. You s- just really start to get a feel for those controls, but they're all very physical. Oh yeah, you could actually snake your hand. To make the stink. Yeah. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. Curl back and. <laughs> you know, punch <laughs> forward. Like punching the punch forward. Yeah. Cool. All right. Three As you're holding down the trigger and that's, you know, it's yeah, sort of yeah. like that pullback move and then. <laughs> yeah. Launch it forward. Yep. Definitely. Cool. 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 Three, cool. two, one, click. Magic. Slate. 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 S-L-A-T-E. Yes. Slate. Okay. Magic slate. Ooh. There's something about that, like, you're, you're at, like, a quarry, and there's, you know, mm. some, um, you know, slate and that sort of stuff that's maybe come come off the side, and you see this, this bit of slate that is, you know, multicolored, and it's, you know, shining out in the moonlight. Yeah, well, I almost I feel like the whole idea of a clean slate as well, like yep. starting fresh. I do like the idea of maybe you've in in saying you know wiping the slate clean. Mm. You you've just come out of like a, a bad a bad sort of like relationship or something. Not, not relationship, oh. but just a shitty job. Right. And you're like I'm going to wipe wipe the slate clean, clean, start again. And you decide to start in magic. Now. Oh, okay. I think it's rather than actual magic, it's close up sort of hand. Okay. Hand okay. Magic. So we're going a bit of a different direction. Yeah. Okay. And I think it's a point and click adventure game. Mm. But your verbs are like magic terms. Oh, okay. So you can like use your sort of sleight of hand and stuff or specific. Yeah. Uh, you know. So you learn new verbs force, as you go, like force, force a pick, you know, force a, yeah. uh, a hand. Uh, I don't know enough magic terms, but yeah, but yeah, I've, I've, that's cool. a force where you where you kind of like you know forcing them to pick something because yeah. you know, yeah. That's but, the only one I know. We'll have to watch some more Penn and Teller fool us and yes, <laughs> <laughs> hear all the terms. I do watch quite a bit on YouTube. That's I'm. I'm I'll fall too- down a f- I'll fall down a full ass hole every now and then where I yep. catch up on a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. 
So maybe the maybe the goal of this game is to get on full us. Yeah, and but to get there, you know, you've got to you've got to get better, and the way that you get yeah. better is through, you know, playing. As you play through this adventure game, and it's not quite Metroidvania in the fact that you now can do other things <laughs> as you learn new new skills and no, but I think the stuff. puzzle it is Metroidvania in the sense of I mean, I guess in the same way that any point and click adventure is like once you have a an item you can use it to solve a puzzle, so it's actually not Metroidvania at all. It's just a puzzle, but. <laughs> I mean, but I think the, I think what you mean is because they're reusable in that sense. They're reusable then. in that sense. Yeah. You know, they're, they're it's verbs. not just like, an item. It's you, a verb, you, yeah. You have, you have your regular verbs of, you know, open, talk to, push. But then you've got ones like um, force and, I don't know, uh, what, what's some other? <laughs> I'm trying to think I, this of is, any I know, this is the thing. I don't know the magic terms, terms like, for, like, hiding a thing hand, behind. You know? You yeah, can, that's the, <laughs> the only thing I can think of. But yeah, we can, you know, we'll look them up. Palming, that's the that's the thing. Yeah, like you can palm thing. something. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I've just looked up the glossary of illusion magic. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last thing you get is actual like prestidigitation or something like that. Actual magic. You come in full pen and teller because you learn actual magic. <laughs> it's the only way to full pen and teller is to actually produce <laughs> produce sound from nowhere and <laughs> sound and lights and other, you know, where's that smell coming from? Huh? <laughs> Thaumaturgy. Um... <laughs> No, I mean, I kind of like the idea of almost a bit of a road trip game as well, where you're traveling to Las Vegas, to Vegas because yep. you want to be on full us. And along the way, you're basically improving your skills because you pick up all of these, uh, yeah, sleight of hand skills. Yep. Uh, along the way. And then, and then you don't fool them, but because they like you so much, they, teach you real magic after <laughs> pay yeah. tell no real magic they're actual like wizards oh yeah especially you know that like they're, they're like they're vi- <laughs> they put a vr game out and it's freaking hilarious it's all about you know messing with people in the vr <laughs> like oh did they yes i didn't realize that i didn't know they had a game except for uh the one with Desert Bus. Yeah. Desert- oh, God. Desert Bus. That's so great. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, they, they teach you magic and then they put you on a bus. I think it was um, Penn and Teller Fool You or something like that. Like, oh. was that a little while ago? It's been, yeah, it was 2019. So it was- it's all about fucking with the person in VR, though. <laughs> Frankly, unfair, unkind, unnecessary and underhanded. <laughs> it's got mixed reviews and it, and he has 10 reviews on steam wow that's very low yes but then again it's vr so there's not that many people buying it in the first place so <laughs> yeah uh let's do one more let's do one <laughs> yes, more we've, nice, we've gone off nice quick one three um, two one click touch cruiser Ooh, okay, cruiser. I'm thinking alcohol. 
I know, I that's where I was going to. Vodka Cruiser. <laughs> <laughs> so, we don't have to use the actual, you know, Vodka Cruiser as a... As no, a thing. it's just it's probably it's a alcohol. brand. Yeah. What about after a night of drinking, you have, like, for some reason, you have diminished feelings of touch in your hands? Well, yeah, I was kind of feeling like this would be a good, like a good candidate for a bit of a, what's the, um, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Oh, yeah. If it's like one of those nights and it's just crazy event after crazy event and you're drinking more and more as you go and maybe that affects things or maybe it's just like drives the story forward. And, And also thinking back to all the nights you- like we used to walk around and oh god just yes. re- meet random other drunk people sometimes and <laughs> <laughs> just go into coals at fucking 2 in the morning or whatever yeah there were there were a lot of times of that uh, kids don't do that um you know talking 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 to our kids you know never our kids, do that yeah no <laughs> no don't do that don't do that um, I mean, that Coles is walking distance from both of our houses now. <laughs> <But> <laughs> it looks very different, though, from what it, does, it, does. From what it was when we were the, that They young. don't have the, the, the big lolly aisle anymore. It sucks. Yeah. But <laughs> back when it was, like, tw- you know, twice the length for each aisle. Yeah. Like, yeah. those lolly those aisles were massive. Went, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway... Uh- <laughs> Yeah, I feel like- I don't know what sort of game this is. It, it feels like one of those kind of 3D narrative ones that have come out kind of recently where- Almost Telltale-esque. Mm-hmm. Where you've just sort of got these almost interactive cutscenes happening and a lot of dialogue and stuff. Yeah, I don't think you, you control any of the drinking. It's just no, that no. You, you play like a, like a quick time event sort of thing and that determines what happens during the the- multitude of drunkness <laughs> i think it's just yeah i think it's just a night out drinking and you're out with a bunch of people and and crazy shit happens yeah in that ha- in that white harold and kumar go to white castle kind of way maybe not quite as bizarre as some of that stuff no. but but neil patrick harris Earth. does turn up <laughs> yeah yeah of course <laughs> yes doing magic it, it's not right without neil patrick harris like you turn you end up at the magic castle <laughs> yeah. And he's there. Yeah. We combine it with the last game. <laughs> Harold and Kumar go to Magic Castle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how did they not do that? <laughs> okay, I think that- We're going to finish it up there. Yes. So, if you would like to find it. All of our previous episodes online, go to podchaser.com slash bitstorm. Check them out. Leave us a review. Uh, if you like the song that plays at the start and end of each episode, that song is called Mount Defiance off of the album Containment Failure by the band Kuradust. That's right. So thank you again for joining us this week on Bitstorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. And I'm Enema Pan Jones. <laughs> <laughs>